0: This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. April 30, 2020. Not a whole lot of news to share with you today, a few economic releases, but not a whole lot of uh, supplementary news. Uh, the, the main, well, there's two main economic releases today. The first one that everyone's looking at is initial jobless claims. The uh, prior reading for the previous week was 4.442 million. The consensus for this week was, or for the week of April 25, was 3.5 million, and the actual was 3.839 million. So less than last week, but worse than forecast. I'll have more to say about this in a minute. Personal income and outlays for March was dreadful, obviously, and. So the uh, personal income uh, was up 0.6% in February from the prior month. The consensus for March was minus 1.1%. Actual was minus 2%, so nearly twice as bad as forecast. And consumer spending was up 0.2% in February Consensus for March was minus 4.5%, and the actual was minus 7.5%. That is a record decline. I don't know how far back the uh, records actually go, so I can't say if it's worse than what we what we saw in the Great Depression, but however far back the records go, it's the worst it's ever been in one single month. So that's just, wow. The... Uh, Price index, which is a measure of inflation, was up 0.1% in February. Consensus forecast was a minus 0.3% for March, and that's what it was actually, minus 0.3%. And the core index was down 0.1% as expected as well. Core means uh, taking away food and energy, which are volatile. So economists like to look at the core to get a better read of the... uh, of the trend of prices, and uh, let's see what was uh, okay. That's just something different. All right, so the other only other thing that came out today was Chicago PMI, which is a measure of manufacturing in the Chicago area, was uh, forty-seven point eight in March. Forecast for. April was 37.9 actual was 35.4 so worse than last month and worse than forecast not quite as bad as we've seen in some of the other manufacturing index indexes though so there's that I'm sure it'll be worse for for uh, for May but I don't know if people come back to work then maybe not and let's see here I want to see if this report has been updated yet Yes, it has. For the week of April 29th, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet is now 6.7, $6.573 trillion. It was about $4.5 trillion before the virus hit, so it's up $2 trillion since then. And uh, the weekly change was $205 billion. So Let me see if they have the money supply number here. Nope, that's not updated yet. Okay. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention was that crude oil was about $10 a barrel two days ago. Today it's about $20 a barrel. So it's up 100% over the last two days. So that's very good news for oil producers Uh, There was obviously a very big worry that a lot of oil producers were going to go out of business. Maybe if we we see continued increases in prices, maybe it won't be quite as bad as we thought, but it's still going to be bad. Okay, Uh, so there was that. So today the market was down about 300 points, uh, largely due to the increase in initial jobless claims, but also investors are worried about what the United States might be planning to do to hold China accountable for the virus. Uh, many many things are are possible. Uh, obviously, one of the things that I've been uh, suggesting is uh, not paying back the debt uh, that we owe to China. You could do it two ways. You could either suspend the payments until they get their act in order, or, but who knows how long that's going to take. Uh, or you just say, just cancel all the debt. I mean, we are talking about $1.1 trillion that we owe China. How much are we going to end up paying for this pandemic to support our economy and, uh, and you know, support businesses, support people who lost their jobs, and possibly even compensate people who, who lost loved ones due to the virus? Well, so far it's well over 2 trillion cuz the last package was 2.2 $2 trillion. I don't know what the total is so far, but it's probably approaching at least 3 trillion now. And if we're going to have more, then it's going to be even more than that. So, you know, we're talking about way more spending, way more money on this pandemic that was that originated in China and was largely due to China's completely reckless, if not uh, purposeful actions. Um, then we then we then we owe China on our debt. So as far as I'm concerned, it's completely and totally, totally reasonable that we just cut off all debt payments to China. Hey, they got a lot of money. They got I think three three or four trillion dollars sitting in the bank for, uh, in foreign foreign exchange reserves. So you know, uh, yeah, it's gonna hurt them, and it should hurt them. But it's not going to kill them. Uh, So I think it's a a really good idea. And I'm hearing more and more about that from politicians and people higher up in the chain. So maybe that'll happen. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was initial jobless claims. And like, like I mentioned before, the number on initial jobless claims is about 30 million now over the last five weeks or so. And, but I, what I mentioned was in, the, in a prior episode was that not all of these claims are people who have lost their jobs. And now I'm taking a look at Minnesota data. I'm from Minnesota, so our, our Department of Employment and Economic Development has some good data. Unfortunately, I was hoping to uh, share today's data, but... The, the daily data is only goes back to April, April, April 15th so that's not exactly not exactly updated. but what I wanted to share was that uh, a very interesting statistic in 2019 for Mar- in March of 2019, fifty percent of all initial jobless claims were for permanent layoffs in March of 2020, the percent of permanent layoffs as a percent of the total, is 3%. Wow. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the vast majority, 97%, of all uh, initial jobless claims are for temporary layoffs, i.e. furloughs, or people that are, are going to be going back to work once uh, all the restrictions are lifted. So that tells me that you know we're not going to see a 30 million decline in jobs for April for the for the whole United States. Uh if if this number holds, we could probably be looking at, you know, only 3% of that, which would be you know, 900,000 something like that. And that would be pretty close to what we saw in March, which was 701,000 losses. So, it'll be very interesting to see what the number is uh for for April and that number comes out uh, next Friday so tune in on May 8th to see what happened with the actual number of job losses for April for the United States it should be quite interesting just one note from uh from the financial times today that healthcare spending was the main driver of consumer spent of the consumer spending plunge in quarter 1 which was uh, I can't remember. I think it was a 5.6% decline in consumer spending uh, for quarter one at a, se- at a seasonally adjusted annualized rate. And this article is saying that uh, the vast majority of it came from or the majority of it came from healthcare spending as hospitals turned away patients for pretty much everything other than COVID-19. So I thought that was an interesting tidbit. Now for the coronavirus update. Unfortunately, the data for the United States, uh, again, like I said, was revised, uh, not, not the United States, the world, was revised again. And so uh, that would mean for me at least another half hour of re- of looking at all the data. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, you, know, you can find out the number of fatalities that we have right now. Well, I can take a look. Let's see here. Right now, uh, we're at 233,000 for, for the world. Uh, and we're at 50 no, 63,535 fatalities for the United States. So you can see why the IHME model was revised up to 72,000, and I'm very certain they're going to have to revise that number up again uh, because we're pretty close to their forecast already. Today, 1,880 people have died so far from the coronavirus in the United States. Unfortunately, after two days of hopeful fatalities uh, that were under uh, 2,000, which was a hopeful sign. I I didn't mean hopeful hopeful fatalities. I meant it was a hopeful sign. We had two days in a row of fatalities under 2,000. Today, uh, uh, so but unfortunately, the last two days have been over 2,000. So, you know, just when it looks like you're turning the corner, uh, no. So we got a ways to go yet, here, folks. Um, so you know, a lot of people want, most people want to see economies reopen, but uh, this thing isn't over—not by a long shot. The other thing I wanted to mention was that if we, if fatalities continued to grow at a daily rate uh, equal to the 7 day moving average for the United States which is today the last 7 days average was 3.7% if fatalities grow at that rate through May 31 we will have 197,000 fatalities so it will be uh, more than triple what we have today is it going to grow at that rate? I don't know but I will tell you that the lowest rate that we've seen so far was 2.1%. So let me just pop that number in and what do we get. Uh, let's see. If if fatalities rose at 2.1% per day, we would have 120,000 fatalities by May 31. So it would uh, it would be more than double. Uh, no, it would be it would be slightly less than double what we have right now. Uh, so um, that's the lowest. That's the lowest forecast that you could be looking at in terms of fatalities if it if it rose at the lowest uh, uh, the lowest fatality growth rate that we've seen since the pandemic started. So yeah, uh, you know that's you know. That's a week after Memorial Day. So by Memorial Day, we're looking at 108,000. So, you know, we have a lot. And to put this in perspective, the latest estimate from the CDC for fatalities for uh, for uh, the flu last year was 61,000. So we've already surpassed that. So, yeah, this is worse than the flu. Everybody kind of knew that. But how much worse And you know... It doesn't look like we're going to get to the 2.2 million originally forecast, but um, it's going to be definitely worse than the flu. So that's where we're at right now. All right, uh, that's it for today. Now I have our tip number 14 for how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 14 under the second commandment of learn new skills is learn Microsoft Access, which is a database management system. Uh, so, a lot of companies use that too. So, uh, the last three were Excel, Word, and and PowerPoint. So today's tip is learn Access. That will definitely get you to be more marketable if you don't already have that on your resume. A lot of companies still use Access, even though there are other database management systems out there. Uh, Access is still very, very popular. So that's all I have for today. Uh, again, I have a feedback link, feedback link on my website. Uh, if you want to share with me what's your biggest struggle or concern regarding the economy right now and why you're listening to my podcast, I'd really appreciate that. That way I can better tailor this podcast for, for my listeners. Please subscribe. If you're, if you're listening right now and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And uh, please spread the word about my podcast. And let's see here, I just wanted to share something, I can't quite find it here, well I'll do that tomorrow I guess, but I just wanted to say that I have a new follower, so thank you for for subscribing, and I will give a shout out to all my recent followers tomorrow, I don't have that screen up right now, so I will do that. And I, will, and I will do that going forward. Anytime somebody subscribes to my podcast, I'll, I'll mention your, your handle or, or your, your nickname or whatever you call it uh, just to say thank you So because I do thank you for listening to my podcast. And I hope you thank me for providing this, vodca- this podcast because I think it's valuable and I hope you think it's valuable too. And, uh, again, if you want to go look, listen to my previous episodes, go ahead and do that for my previous tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tomorrow's episode, I'm going to share some notes from a webinar I'll be uh, watching about the discrepancy between different models, one from the University of Washington, one from the University of Minnesota, that is, uh, forecasting how many fatalities we will see from this pandemic. One of them is very, very low. And one of them is very, very high on the number of fatalities we are uh, expected to see. Which one is it? I will share that with you tomorrow, as well as what causes such a big discrepancy between the two forecasts. That will be very, very interesting. I highly recommend tuning in tomorrow. Stay safe, stay sane. This is Ed Cashmark, The Everyday Economist. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day.